0: Hello, <laughs> welcome back to the Bali Effect. It's Preeti Tana. and Dee Dee Perry. What's
1: up, my birthday? What's going on, Dee? <laughs> just I haven't
0: seen you in a couple of weeks. I know. I was in California, West Side. Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. California is the best. Why didn't you bring the sunshine back with you? I brought the sunshine. I just didn't bring the heat. Well, I mean, you're bringing the heat.
1: You always bring the heat.
0: What are you talking about? What are you, did you experience any Bali moments with
1: you in California? Uh,
0: yeah. You know, the first half of the week, I was at the Makers Conference, uh, which is this. <laughs> she fancy. Oh, she
1: fancy.
0: <laughs> it was pretty fancy. But um, it's it's a conference designed to uh, move, move forward the women's <clears throat> movement. Ooh, I'm a little off today. <laughs> You sound good to me. Anyway, Makers is meant to have a bunch of people in the room and it's sort of, I, I kind of said this in Instagram stories, so it's not a surprise, but it's, I, for me, it felt a very, very much like a privilege and also privileged to be in a room hearing uh, some of the greatest women of all time talk about how they've worked in their own respective lives to advance the women's movement. So, and that we still have a lot of work to do. So that was the first part of L.A., uh uh-huh. um and i'm sure our listeners do not know that i love los angeles
1: well now they do
0: i love it <laughs> um <laughs> and then the second half i just stayed there and hung out went to the beach tough life met up with friends tried to get more people to get on our podcast Hey, listen.
1: We <laughs> are we at the point where we can just like put the call out to just say, hey, if you would like to come and chat with us, do contact us. Yeah, the... I, I I would say so. Hit um, us up, y'all, on the grams
0: or on. Is yeah, that something
1: that people do. You can. Find yeah, a it's, to they can on... slide
0: into our DM. I've heard about that. Yeah, I think that's usually used in terms of a dating situation. Like, oh. hey, y'all, slide into my. DM. Well, they can do that, t- but they can still slide in. <laughs> The other, <laughs> um, but either way,
1: yeah. um, you know, I, I know we didn't, uh, we prepare for, for our, our, our sessions and our time together here, but I want to ask you something that- In other words, way... I don't know what's coming. You don't okay. know what's coming. Okay, go. And you know what? if it doesn't work, we'll just edit it out. Although, side note, good people, um, we're very like one mic, one take. So we've never actually edited Mm-mm. a single episode. Mm-mm. So um, it might be a first, but I think you'll do fine. Okay. You know what I wanted to ask you briefly, Donna? <laughs> What's that? Have you ever had an experience where someone said to you something that changed the course of your life? Sa- for the good or for the bad? Said something said to me? Said something. Like there's a proverb, Proverb 18, I believe, that says, death and life lie in the power of the tongue. And I think from my experience, that's very, very true. But has that ever happened to you where someone saying something gave you a Bali effect moment? Like you pivoted your perspective, you pivoted how you were going to do things, you changed your life.
0: I, th- I think just on the word, just on one word, um, well, a series you know, I'll, I'll give I'll probably many times, but the most uh, recent end and poignant example, I'll take it right back to makers. Um, there was a conversation about women in color. And how, um, you know, in the corporate world and in the world in general, uh, not only are women behind men in terms of opportunity and promotions and all of those things, women of color are behind white women. (laughs) And so someone, so whoever the speaker was uh, said, uh, would all the women of color please stand up? And Wait, how many people in the room had the um, picture? I would say about 300. Okay. And I had to think for a moment because I've never, I've spent my entire life really trying to fit in and mm. not be different. Mm. And um, so that I wouldn't be seen as anything or anyone different than the norm. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I had to think if I were to stand up. And it wasn't because I didn't understand that I was a woman of color, but right. I had never been asked to identify myself in that way. And that was a moment where I thought, you know, I'm part of what this work needs to do. Mm-hmm. Although in my everyday life and in my work life, I, there is a very concerted effort to help other women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had just never stopped to think that that was my positioning in the world.
1: Interesting. And so
0: it just gave me a little bit of, you know, pause to say, you know, it, I, I identify with it. That is who I am. I love it Mm -hmm. and how do I then turn that around into something else where I can say that every day and what does that mean for my life, you know, when I'm interacting with other women of color at work. I always felt it was a very independent solo journey. Mm, For uh, you? For me. And just some context is that most of my career has been working with men, has been working, um, you know, with white men. So I, I just... It it was just a moment when she said, would all the women of color stand up?
1: Did she ask that in a way that was, from your view, a a call to, you know, unity? And did it seem like it was a positive or was it trying to, all right, we're going to identify the folk in here who need our help the most? I
0: think it was a little bit of all of those things, but mostly to show that it wasn't a large representation in the room. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, the folks that um, do attend from corporations of, of a certain level or of a certain type of grouping, we still have a lot of work to do.
1: How, about how many stood up out of the 300?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. I would say, I mean, I didn't look, uh, but it wasn't many. I didn't. So you
1: did stand up? Oh yeah, I did. Of course. Yeah, I did. Okay.
0: But it was just her asking that gave me pause. And Mm. that's kind of what we talk about. It was, it's such a benign question. Right? Is it? The, I mean, it's on the census. It's all meaning in that can, moment. It yeah. wasn't like if anyone asking me, "Hey, are you a woman of color?" Like that. That wouldn't have normally come across to me as like, "Pause, wait, right? What am I? It? Am I not? What am I yeah. doing?" Yeah. That, and that's what I think. Um, you know, being present and having these moments really mean because you know something that you, like I say, is something that you would just normally identify with and not have an issue with. Yeah. Um, I had a moment.
1: Wow. Not
0: that I had an issue with it, but you know what I mean. I know I
1: hear you. It's interesting. If I had
0: been in, in a room like that, I
1: don't think that... Remember when we did the episode with Serena mm-hmm. and I had read that quote, it was like the Native American quote where it said, like, in that moment, you feel the weight of your all of your ancestors right. you know, pouring into you. In that moment, I, I think my reaction would have been, oh, I don't even have an option of not standing up.
0: It wasn't a question of whether I was going to stand up. It was mm-hmm. a question of, I have in America, in my everyday life, I, I don't think about it. Yeah. Because I didn't want to think about it. Yeah. Because if I thought about it, it would mean that I was different. You know where I, where I had that experience, ironically enough? When I have gone to
1: places that are mostly people who look like me. Right. Going to an HBCU for me Mm -hmm. blew my mind. And for those who might not know, that is a historically black college and university. I went to Howard, whoop, whoop, Mm -hmm. Tom Bison. And it took me going to, you know, quote, unquote, unquote, black school Mm -hmm. to experience diversity for the first time in my
0: life. Interesting.
1: And when I say that, a lot of people get confused because they think, well, there's all these brown faces and so it's not diverse. Oh, no, 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 no. Because once you take... Color out of the equation. That's one, and it's get, not the yep. predominant defining mm-hmm. feature as it is in so much of the rest of the world. As we, you know, right. show up in different places and spaces, you really get to see the tremendous multiculturalism that is within just the group.
0: Uh, and and in that in that same context, do you did you feel more comfortable there? Did you feel as though you could? Um then focus on other things, like being... I felt like I was home. Yeah. Like it you was were home. wonderful.
1: That's how I feel when I go to wonderful. India. It was wonderful.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It felt
1: great. And not that I... Look, I feel at home here in New York, but there was a energy that every person who has had the experience truly understands that you are embraced at every level. When I was in college, I felt I found pockets of community mm-hmm. uh, in different places, but I didn't feel like the whole entire, right. you know, institution was supporting me. Whether it was, you know, the, the professors, whether it was the administrators, whether it was the, the folks who worked on the maintenance staff. Like, I remember going to the cafeteria and getting asked by, you know, the people who were, you know, giving us our, our food, you know, teacher so-and-so, she's really tough, but you just hang in there. You're going to do fine. Da-da-da-da. I didn't have that. In any of my other educational okay. places. It, it was just, it was a very close knit community. And I think it's because of a shared culture and a shared ancestry. So thank we, you for
0: sharing. That. You know, well, what about you?
1: Well, a very different experience <laughs> in, with respect to words. By the way, I just
0: want to make one additional comment. I yeah. also felt, you know, not so great about that pause before I stood up. That was something yeah. that made me uh, think as well.
1: Because it's hard. It's hard to be not identified with a
0: privilege. Well, it almost felt um that I had been sort of not integrated in life a little bit, you know? But mm. that's for another podcast. All right, we'll go there. But All tell right. me, give me your give me your one word. You knew.
1: Um, what came to my mind that definitely started a shift and I think even attributes to me being here, doing a podcast mm-hmm. and more colourful things. Um my mom and my uncle had come to visit me um, in my late 20s, and I used to have a beautiful apartment that had a gorgeous balcony, and I had built a, a garden on my balcony with like so many different types of flowers. I had petunias, I had hydrangeas, I had verbena, I had roses. I loved it. PSA to anybody listening if your wonderful apartment that has never had prior tenants goes into condo, just buy it. And that's another conversation about the financial mistakes that we have made in our lifetime. But my mom came, she was seeing it for the first time. My uncle was seeing it for the first time. And he was just like marveling at my balcony because it overlooked this fountain. And he like was having a whole Zen experience. And he came back into the living room and was like, this is such a wonderful, wonderful space, how you set it up. My goodness, the colors and the da, 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 da. And my mother said, who's known me from, you know, fetal time mm-hmm. to now. She said, well, of course it is. She's an artist. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I was still in corporate. I was still, you know, in the grind and whatnot, had not done anything, in my view, artistic from the time I was in high school. And for her to speak that planted a seed Mm -hmm. that, no, there's this creative part of her that's just innate and it hasn't gone anywhere. It's still showing up in her life. And
0: that... Was very freeing to me because after that I'm like, wait a minute, may I
1: think I am an artist?
0: Wait up, my mom just said I'm an artist.
1: Yeah, so that was. I really did
0: not funny. want to go down the parental route, but oh, I'm glad did. you oh, no, did. She
1: really did. <laughs> well, your mother is extremely wise. You established no,
0: that so well, anyway. how did that? How did that? That was just a moment where you felt like, okay, I still,
1: I still have it. I still have it, yeah. and I, it gave me permission to investigate that side of my spirit more Hmm. and not too long after that you know like a few years but that's when i started you know getting back into writing and stories and that's when i was like well yeah i I still love this stuff let me see what the other you know things about the other side of my brain have to offer and then the producing stuff started and then
0: here we are i think we all have you know multiple things to offer
1: words are powerful that's the Words whole.
0: are powerful. Thank you for
1: sharing that. I, I caught you off guard with it, but I really appreciate your candor. That
0: wasn't too bad. I didn't
1: it, it was wonderful. <laughs> no, no. And the reason, the motive for the question is our guest today. He's
0: a Renaissance man. He
1: is. Listen, I, I feel. I, you know, we've had some wonderful guests. I, I feel very shy. Honestly, Jr. in your presence, because whatever. <laughs> no, right? listen. I, when, when celebrity fame comes comes around, no, I, I don't, know what, even, I don't know what there to say. I don't know what to say. Working towards it. Well, anyway, um, we are so thrilled and privileged to have as our guest today, Mr. Jr. Allen. He is the owner and the CEO of Today Be Fit, a personal training company that specializes in helping people meet their fitness and weight loss and nutritional goals. He is also, y'all, a personal trainer to the stars. Now no, I need to ask that. Are now. we gonna just like are you name t- the names? Are
0: you are you taking on new clients? <laughs>
1: Listen, I was gonna <laughs> wait till the end. But, oh, okay, you know, she jumped to it. all right so much for not being tacky.
0: The personal trainer
1: to Mary J. Blige, if I am not mistaken. Or the personal trainer of many other wonderful folks. And he has been featured in Shape Magazine, The Today Show health magazine. And he also experienced a moment where he pivoted towards creating stories. Welcome, JR. We would love for you to share with us so much about your journey. So I'll just kick off. Have you always been in shape? No. (laughs) Uh, I I see these guns through your sweater. Um, You look like you're in phenomenal shape. (laughs) Well, how did you get to this? Uh, folks, his physique is really on no <laughs> You can check him out. Um, um, h- how did you get to all of this? I kid you not. I grew up,
2: I was always athletic. And yeah. it was one of the things where the people around me were always, like, in great shape. And I wasn't, but I was just an athlete. And I'm like, oh, I want to
1: look like them one day. Mm-hmm.
2: And I kid you not, in college, I went to HBC. Which I went, one? I went to FAMU.
1: Okay, wait, a- we have to know some of the same people. Yeah, Around I what? Time? From,
2: well, I'm old. I
1: just look young. Okay, all right. <laughs> we definitely
2: know some of the same people. Okay. i say that all day long. <laughs> okay. But um I kid you not. Um there that's when I really started training and I just transformed my my body and I never thought I was going to be a trainer. Huh. Like this is this training thing for me has honestly been going on going on for about nine years when I became a personal trainer. Okay. Like I started my career when I first moved to New York um, with a media company and I was doing production management.
0: Mm. Huh. And so, right out of college. Yeah, right out of college. So, in college, there was no fitness?
2: Not at all. No. I, um For myself, but it was nothing where, you know, that's why I was just like, you know, I want to just change my body. and right. I just started. Right. You know, started eating
1: well and.
2: Did just you was out?
1: this like a New Year's resolution or no, something? No, I kid you not.
2: Somebody told me I was chubby, a girl I had a crush on.
1: Oh Did I change literally, you talk about words? Words are powerful. She Whoa. said you were chubby.
2: I swear to goodness. Wow. Well,
1: I don't even see where they would be. Well, I used space to be chubby. That, but-,
2: but I kid you not. That also, literally- she sucks. <laughs> right.
1: Basically.
2: <laughs> but that, that really did change everything. Hmm. Like I was like, oh because kind of like you know we got a little crush on it. it yes, I changed everything. So I kid you not, that day I haven't missed more than a week in the gym since. Oh. That was nineteen ninety
1: nine. I gotta be more proactive about my insults. Yeah,
2: that was nineteen ninety nine.
1: Because so. they've never motivated me to do yeah. anything. Yeah. So good. It, was, it
2: crushed me. But um, oh. but yeah, that what sparked this whole training thing.
1: Yeah. So how did you go from media company to training?
2: Um. So prior to that, so after um, I left this media company, I um, went and I worked in corporate America mm-hmm. for- We all do. Oh, and it was the worst. Like, it's hard to go from an entertainment media company to corporate America.
0: Mm-hmm. But wasn't that entertainment media company also corporate America? No, completely no. different. Completely different? At that
2: time, I don't want to- That's fine. Name, yeah. But name the company, but yeah. it was- it like was It's heyday. Yeah. You okay. You know, and it was, you know, in television, it was-
0: you was with yeah. Bad Boy? Uh, on the creative side. Oh. <laughs> it
2: was Fine. not bad I was at MTV.
0: Yeah. Oh, awesome. yeah. so I was there once. Really? So we, we probably crossed paths. We did. Awesome.
2: Guaranteed. But um, we did. yeah, I was at yeah, MTV and um, left there. And then I went to um, Citigroup. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, very different.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: Well I, oh my <laughs> it looks like I,
2: he's having a flashback. It was the worst because it's like when you ought to come out of college, the first job you had you're having fun. Like yeah. I had fun at M T V Network.
1: It's like right? a
2: blast. And then leaving there, going to um Citigroup was just it was a different world. And and I had went back to Florida where I'm originally from. Mm-hmm. This worked worked at their um campus in Tampa. And I'm like, I gotta get out of this. Okay. So I came back to New York.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you did a double whammy. You yeah. left MTV and then went to go work for a city in Florida. In Florida. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that I
2: wasn't. That wasn't, I, wasn't yeah. I'm crazy. No, it's, it's a party the M- journey. It really yeah. is. And so I came back up, was working, worked at a record label where I worked with Mary J. Blige mm. at the record label. I worked for her label. Mm. And I left there. I got let go.
1: What album was she on <laughs> at around that time? Just out of curiosity, that's, that
2: was two thousand
1: for the hardcore. Oh, Mary so France. that was
2: um, just fine, just fine. Yes, just came out. okay, just fine.
1: Had just came out. I have worked out to that song. <laughs> <Many>. <laughs> yeah, that okay, was sorry. just
2: that 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 had just came out. Okay, I left, and that was when everything you see today. That's where it starts to
0: change. Well, you just uh you said you got let go. Yeah. So was it? No,
2: it was at Universal. They had these big layoffs. And
0: yeah. I well, I mean, they all have big layoffs. Yeah. But was it something along the lines of Hey, Jr., pack your stuff and go?
2: No, it was like
0: you you're got two weeks. Changes. You're making change, right? <laughs> right. So you go home.
2: Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, oh, what am I going to do now? Yeah. And
1: and that happens to a yeah, lot it of people. You know, it was
2: like because you know what it was. Our My goal. You know from a kid i always wanted to work in the music industry yeah. so, like, so i had this job i was working with great people right and when you lose that it's like what am what am i gonna do now mm-hmm. so my dad <laughs> my dad was like boy didn't you just win a bodybuilding contest and i'm like yeah I, he was like oh you should be a trainer i'm like i'm not gonna be a trainer your life and I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to be a trainer. It's like, well, why not? And I was like, I have two degrees. What am I training for? He was like, humble yourself and go train.
0: Mm. So I was I, like, okay. You know, that would be the opposite of what my parents would say. <laughs> but I love that your dad said that.
2: Like, he said it was a perfect fit. He literally, he's like, it's a perfect fit. That's this amazing. is what you should be doing. So I started, um, So I, you know, after I passed all my certifications, and I was like, I'm not going to work at a gym. Don't want to work at a gym. So why was, not? Because I just... Honestly, being arrogant and cocky, I thought I was too good.
0: To be okay. with you. it's fair, you know. Okay. And I thanks got, for being I was, honest. Yeah,
2: I was blessed, and like everything, I put my mind to, actually kind of fell into place. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I always say, when you put that energy out there, somehow yeah. it happens. It does. It's weird. Okay. So I worked at um, Tenafly Racket Club in Tenafly, New Jersey, and I pretty much. If you know that area, <laughs> it's nothing but millionaires and billionaires.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> so, well, how did you end up? She's a in Jersey, Jersey girl, so oh. she might. Well,
2: know. I live in Jersey. Oh, okay, in okay. Um, so I started. I was working there. Yeah. And the owner and I, we had a fallout about a year after. And so, oh, a year. Well, what thought, was it about? He was upset that some people from the island of Curaçao wanted to invite me to do a show
0: uh-huh. without,
2: them letting, without me telling them I went to Curaçao for 10 days and did this amazing show.
1: Fantastic. He was like a fitness thing?
2: A fitness thing. And he was mad that I didn't invite his, well, have his company be a part. And mm. that's when I actually started 2 Day Be Fit.
0: Mm. So I did it on my own. Because he thought, okay, I'm not so going I- to be... Exactly. you know. So he was upset. Business.
2: So I was like, okay, so deuces. Dude. I was like, I'm just going to do today be fit. Let's see what we're going to do. I had no clients. <laughs> I, that was going to be my first one. So did you have
1: a team who was I like, we will follow you, no, JR?
2: I had no, well, in our agreement, I was like, I, will, I won't reach out because I'm like, I'm going to be the big, big person here. I'm not going to reach out to any of the clients that I have. If they reach out to me, that's on them.
1: Whoa. So I had two clients reach out to me. What I a... It's like,
2: where did you go? And I'm like, hey, I started one thing. Well, we're coming to you. Yeah. So I had two clients. And if you know, you had two clients. You're not doing well. And I kid you not, one day, I'm sitting there in my apartment. I'm like, God, give me a sign. I need something. I can't do this. Like, I need your help. I kid you not, the very next day, my phone rings and it says Universal Music. And I'm like, who in the world is calling me? And it was Mary J. Blige's ex-husband. Well, husband now. Well, husband then, but ex-husband now.
1: It's complicated, (laughs) y'all.
2: And he's like, yo, I hear you're a trainer. I'm like, yeah. He's like, we want to give you a try.
0: (gasps) Wait, I have... (laughs) Hold on, Jr. Yeah. Hold on. Look I, at God. Wow. To pray more. Well, I know tonight. I'm like God. <laughs> I'm gonna do some some of that tonight. Um. When you when you left the gym and you said I'm gonna do my own thing, what was the first thing you did? For all of those people out there, you know, who want to start uh, their own business mm-hmm. or leave, what is the first thing that you said? This is what I have to do. Even if I don't do anything else, I must do this.
2: The first thing I did. I kid you not. I went home. And, well, this is prior to... Because I had I started my business right before I went to Curacao because I'm like, I was doing all this research and I was just calling people,
0: hey, how did you start your business? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were information gathering. Heck yeah. Okay. I think you have to. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, I think <laughs> I think some people get are a little Flustered, not yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I, they know they want to do it, but they don't know you know what... what the, the steps to, to take. Yet. Yep. And honestly,
2: it helps to have people that you can lean on who, who've done it before mm-hmm. and... That's exactly what I did.
0: And then my second question, bringing it back to your last statement, uh, how did Mary J. Blige's husband, or now ex-husband, I worked with
2: them, but how do they know
0: you were a trainer? Um,
2: so Mark Jenkins, who is the celebrity, to, I mean, who's a like celebrity fitness trainer, everyone knows Mark, and I read the Adam to our list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's a no, he's you're a on great our guy. List. <laughs> He's a great guy. We got you. That's and it. Mark was like. You know, because I used to see Mark all the time, and I kid. in it's such a small world. I remember interviewing Mark when I was at
1: MTV Network. Wow. Whoa! Before he was a trainer? <laughs> no, he was a trainer. Yeah, like, he, oh, oh, he was. Oh, oh, interviewing, not for like me. a job. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like we interviewed him at for a show. Okay, got it. Um, I think it was like best week ever or something. I forgot. But anyways, okay. and um, you know, working with because Mark was training Mary at the time. And I think he has some other stuff. And he was like, you should hit up JR. Like, he knows what he's doing. Like, he's that good. Awesome. And that's how I started training them. And I trained her for two days. And her husband's like, what are you doing this summer? I was like, well, I wrote this, you know, this um this non-scripted show that I'm shooting in San Francisco. He's like, oh, what's the date? So I was like, I'll be back in New York June 3rd. He's like, oh, great. We're going on tour June
0: 6th. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I wish we could have a video it of his face right. because that face was just like, that's right. That uh, is yes. how we
1: do. Okay. And I'm like, whoa, really? Did you have a moment of hesitation no. of like, oh, well, maybe I have to check my calendar. I've got these other clients. <laughs> do you have a moment
0: of hesitation? In that? Um, You
2: don't. Well, I had the moment of hesitation when he called me and asked him if I can train them. Right. I told him I'd call him back in an hour. Was that why?
1: I don't want to put words in your mouth. Why hesitate?
2: because i had to make myself look bigger than what i was i only had to you know
0: all you know those clubs have a line outside exactly. the door and then you get in and no like, one's there me,
2: i literally said let me check let me check my calendar oh i, I
0: love it so you really
2: were ready
1: yeah. to go but you were like i need you to train him to seem too I, eager. yeah
0: exactly um, yeah, it's like easy. dating too you yep. like oh, i'll check my schedule and get back to you
1: oh that's <laughs> the reason
0: okay <Yep. laughs> i
2: really did that yeah nice. but um I kid you not, the day when he told me, because as a kid, my dream was to tour the world. I literally thought I was going to be a music exec with all these artists, and my dream was to tour on, you know, go on tour. Mm. So I'm sitting there. So I, I walk out of their their house, and I get to my car, and I just break down. Like, I'm crying like a little baby.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Rewind. How do we go from the uh, phone call in your apartment to you're in their house? Oh, so he asked. So
2: when he asked me when I can, so I literally called him an hour later, mm-hmm. say, "Hey, I can train you Wednesday." Right. Went to train the Wednesday, and oh. all this happened. I think about it. I was in my bed telling God <gasps> to see me a sign on Monday, Tuesday. He calls me Wednesday. I'm training Mary J. Blige. Three
1: think three think things about that. move in threes. It was literally like realm. that. Hmm.
2: Wow. And. So Wednesday I trained her. Tuesday, I mean Thursday. That's when he asked me to if I can do tour, and I was like, sure. But um, but yeah, that's how I started training her, and I trained her for five years until 2016. Holy! When smokes. she um at the end of 2016, I was the last tour, and then I trained her when she did um. Some Broadway show. It was like- um, Chicago. No, not Chicago. It was- Didn't she do Chicago? Like the, some live Broadway show that they did, it aired on NBC. I remember that, but um, I can't think of the name of the show. But it's not important. Still? <laughs> but, um, but that's when she had moved out to LA to pursue, you know, this acting career she's doing on that.
0: Oh, look at that. Yeah. Bringing it back to Los Angeles. All right. You didn't want to move out to- Did they ask you to move to LA?
2: Well, they knew I wasn't going to
0: move. Why not?
2: No, I would, but at the time I wasn't- In that mindset to move, but um, but yeah, that was all in two thousand. Well, that happened in, so yeah.
0: So were you her exclusive trainer, or did you take on five years? Five years.
1: Well, let me tell you, she looks wonderful. Trainer but yeah,
2: she's she's she's. One thing I can say about Mary is that. She said this to me once. She works out hard because she knows so many people looked up to her, so she wants to give back. Like, yo, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah, she, but she hates it.
0: <laughs> oh, well, Ben,
1: you know, she's, she's like, just like us. She's like, I hate <laughs> this boy. <laughs> <laughs> so during that time, how it, it seems like you would have fulfilled. Multiple dreams. You are touring the world. So this was a world tour, not just... Yeah, well, you got to think
2: for five years, we were different type of tours. Wow. Wow. So, you know, we did, you know, United States tour, then a small like East Coast tour. Like it was several different tours. Mm -hmm. The biggest tour was the last year I trained at the summer of 2016. That was like Europe.
0: (laughs) So can I ask a question about the touring? Go. What's the day like? Um, it, so it's
2: so you it's different for for each group. So you have A team, B team, C team, um, C team. That's like the roadie, the the um, all the people who set up all the lights right. when you walk in. That's the most difficult job in the. They don't stop working. Right. They literally set up, get on the bus, break down, get back on the bus, head to the next city, okay. set up. It, it's that's their day. The B team, that's your band, the backup singer, the road manager, um, yeah, that's that's the B team. The A team, that's your celebrity, her chef, her makeup artist, her trainer.
0: Now oh, you're on the A team.
2: So pretty much our bus follows her bus. So wherever hotel she's at, we're at. Nice. So we just do that. So you so, shadow
0: you shadow her. Yeah, and so then whatever
2: hotel she stayed in, I got to stay. That's right. <laughs> so is, is it the same
0: as when you're training her here or any celebrity, it's um their training schedule. So if they train from five to six in the morning. Well, you go. yeah. So
2: I it all depends on, like, for instance, with Mary, I knew her schedule was in the morning. Mm-hmm. She wants to get it done, done, you know. And so when we were on tour, I knew if she was had a show that night she wasn't training Mm. and depending on how that show went or if we had to get back on the bus if she was training the next day so you know it's and now that she's older she's not as you know doing as much as when she was Mm. you know when mark was training her in her 20s where mark was like she was training every day you know but now she's like boy relax (laughs) so it'll be some days where i was just you know roaming around Brussels with nothing to do, but I'm going to roam. <laughs>
1: tough life, <laughs> tough life. So during that time, how do you, it seems like you were living this dream mm-hmm. that God had truly like answered this prayer for you. How do you then switch from that to, wait a minute, I think there are other dreams that I have. How do you get to becoming someone who is the creator of content? So...
2: I have always been this creative person, mm-hmm. like that's just natural. I, you know, I always um used to just like write songs and you know never think anything would happen with them. But um, the last tour when we were we were in Europe, I think I want to say we were, I'm not sure it could have been Germany. We were somewhere, and her um wardrobe, um her wardrobe girl, she was like Jr. I know you um. You um, you worked in television. Mm-hmm. She's like, I have an idea, or I've been working on this series of this show. Maybe you can help me out. And I was like, okay. So um, I saw these 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 animated these animations that she was this animation series that she was working on these illustrations, and I was like, oh, you're missing this. <laughs> and she was know. like, she's like, oh, I never thought about that. And so I started to help her and create this whole thing and I went like to a cartoon cartoon, okay and I went to my mentor my and it caught my mentor's attention and my mentor was like that is interesting I actually gonna get behind this and so when I was working out the deal with this person they tried to get over on me
1: what and, do you mean by that
2: um like the deal just wasn't favorable Not giving just credit for what you had done. Okay. They wanted
0: to take your IP. Pretty much. Yeah, Yeah,
2: Mm -hmm. it was just Charlie literally taking advantage of all the work that I did.
0: Uh So I
2: got, so anger motivates me to prove you wrong. Mm -hmm. Like I don't go sit and get mad and don't do anything about it. Like I get, I was like, okay, now I got to show you. Mm -hmm. And so I kid you not, right before that moment, I get on the phone with my mentor and my mentor and I'm like I can't believe she was doing this and doing it and my mentor's like but you're the creative genius mm. don't get mad create your own and I, <laughs> I'm like you know what I'm gonna create my own mm. you're right so I created this Um, I came so I I took what I was was doing for her mm-hmm. but I like etched out something completely different but from like the same seed right mm-hmm. and I called my um, my cousin who's my writing partner now then we weren't writing and I was like I have an idea let's see what we can do Um, we started that we create and when I say when you put that energy out there Mm -hmm. stuff really starts falling into place Mm. why did you
0: ask uh, for your cousin to be a writing partner Um, well my cousin was a kid actor Like he did movies
2: with Burt Reynolds as a child, and he lives in L.A. and I know acting is his thing. It's
0: it's one of the things I've sort of struggled with with a lot of different projects I've done, whether to do it on my own or Mm -hmm. to uh, enlist somebody to do it with Mm me. So, what I knew. I mean look, I mean No, the main yeah. reason
2: why if like if my cousin wasn't in the industry, I wouldn't have asked for him. Okay. You know, I got know so you wanted cup. you right. wanted
0: someone who had familiarity yeah. with what you're doing. And okay. I
2: and I and he actually really is a genius. Like, mm-hmm. He's very creative. Like he's
1: amazing. And Was he surprised to get this request from you? Like No. Oh, no, Clark Jones, like, of course. I think close. of it all the time.
2: No, because like we're very close and we talk about stuff like our dreams and our goals and stuff. hmm. So um he um he's like, okay. So we started to create, you know, without visuals. We had no visuals. So we're just creating these characters just based on,
1: like, ideas. So you had no pictures for no pictures something for that's based character. on pictures. Exactly. So and, in your mind's eye, did you know what you wanted it to look good? like? Okay.
2: And so Mary's chef, Chef Danielle Saunders, I asked her one day, I'm like, Chef, you've been the chef to everyone. I was like, I know she knows everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you know any illustrators? She was like, oh, my cousin's husband based in North Carolina. Of course. <laughs> you know.
0: But you're right. The minute you put this out there and something is meant to mm-hmm. come to life. The whole universe conspires it to really exactly it what really you It really does. Mean. And it gets better. Like, Man. this story gets better. Okay, go. You
1: might care. get a <laughs> get to meet Mary J's personal <laughs> trainer. Right.
2: And so this kid, you know, I can call him kid because I'm so much older than he is, but um, I was leaving a client's apartment, and he calls me. And I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. And he's like, so describe this character. So I'm telling about, you know, the the cartoon mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, I definitely got it." He was like, "I've never seen anything like this." He's like, "This sounds amazing." Mm-hmm. And so I'm, and so I'm telling him about this cartoon, and I'm telling him what this character looks like, and he's like, "Look at your phone," and I look at my phone, and he had already sketched this, the character out and sent it to me as I'm describing it.
1: What?
2: And I'm like, "That's amazing. This is dope." Wow. <laughs> so we created. All these characters, um, and my mentor linked me up with someone who was still in the industry, and she's like, "Maybe this person could help you." Got two high-profile people involved with this project.
1: And Were these people that you knew before, or never just met through these your people, network? Wow!
2: But they're one is extremely big, and they fell in love. Like, yeah, we've never seen this on television. You know, like kids will love this and parents will love this for their kids and
1: you didn't have a background in none of this
2: i hate writing
1: so
0: what was so you just had the idea
2: yeah but then we created it no
0: i know i was just trying to figure yeah. out
2: yeah <laughs> yeah it all sparked from an idea yeah okay and um next thing i know i'm flying out of la pitching to netflix Pitching to Amazon, Nickelodeon, I'm like, wait.
1: Did you have an agent to set those no. meetings up? Okay, All right. who set those meetings uh, up? Listen. One
2: of the people from who jumped on board. Yeah. Oh, they like. I need their
1: name. Two people, <laughs> like they're awesome. big.
2: So their agents were like, "We're setting these meetings up." So, granted, not, so make a long story short, the cartoon didn't get picked up. One of the companies held on to it for
0: six for six months. I just listen. It didn't get picked up, but it is incredibly difficult. Uh, uh, Just pause for a moment, Mm -hmm. Jar, and just kudos to you because it is incredibly difficult to even get those pitches in front of the Netflix. Oh, trust me. So I think I think you know. I'm sure we're going to hear what ended up happening, mm-hmm. but that's still in and of itself quite an accomplishment. That's
2: huge. It really was. I and think, I knew it at the time right. because working, you know, working at Viacom, I kind of, and I, you know, you hear stories about people been writing and pitching for years i think the
0: ecosystem has changed though i think there is a little bit of uh i don't know if it's a misconception or 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 not but that it's slightly easier because we're not pitching to big hollywood studios anymore we have but really what's happened is that we have more distribution partners to pitch Mm -hmm. to it doesn't make the pitch process any easier Mm -hmm. because now you're competing with everyone else who you know has all of those ideas?
1: I remember. I think it was Issa Rae because she started out with the YouTube mm-hmm. uh, show, Awkward Black Girl. How she had said that she had been doing that for so long, and then when it was you know time for prime time, that got shelved. Yeah, and so by the time that it came around to her having her deal the rights to that show, and if I'm you know misstating the things, just credit that to my you know, listen to the rumor mill. But I think she had said that got shelved and she had to go on and create so much other content. And that eventually turned into Insecure and the book deals and the other projects that, you know, she's involved in. But she, you know, I did hear her say that because she was giving a talk in Brooklyn. And she said, you know, as a creative doing this full time you have to have so many sticks in the fire and so many different things to just pull out of your hat at any given time because the one that you might think is like number 1 I'm getting there oh you my. might they're going to want the last one and it's like really? Okay, go ahead. What has it sparked?
2: You're so when I tell you you're so right. So, Issa's right. I'm going I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> eventually I'm going to get to what you just said
1: okay go for it so what happens after so your cartoon doesn't get picked up it doesn't but get
2: picked up so my, you're now in the room yeah which was crazy and so i'm like wow i got an idea for another cartoon so we create another cartoon and my mentor said boy just create this yeah. is like this is what you're meant to do it's like you have a gift you around. have all these profits in your life i really my mentor i love that lady i think
0: we're death. all meant to create can she be my mentor Listen. <laughs> I need oh, you to stir, oh, yeah. but um, I think we're all meant to create. Yeah, That's I think we, I, we 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 yeah. really are. I
2: honestly think we are. And I kid you not. So my cousin, we were like, all right, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna write. We're gonna come start a company. You know, and we did that. It's Rose Wright Entertainment, and so we we did that, and we just started writing. And kid you not, writing what everything. Like whatever came to mind, you know. Any um, any
0: sort of genre or did you stick in the chill? Anything. Anything. Okay. So now
2: you're out of cartoons. Completely out of Mm, cartoons. But if one were to pop in my head, I'll write it, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we just made a list of all the stuff we thought were good. And one day, uh, this is 2018, um, I remember this day like it was, (laughs) because it really is the day that sparked the change Another change to where I'm at now.
1: Bali effect. Yeah, <laughs>
2: and so um, I was working with this app company, and um, as like their
0: trainer, you know, and um, so you're still training and writing. So yeah. this is sort of the groove you're yep. in. I'm training and training I'm, I'm writing and writing. creating. Okay, Tesla. Exactly.
2: Still to this day. Right. <laughs> and um, they were having their lunch party, and the guy was like, "Come!" And I'm like, "I live in Jersey, right? In Jersey, to you know, nothing." I was like, cool, but that day it was a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Like the the train, or not the train, the um, the the Jersey
1: Transit. It was it stopped. Yeah, we used to have snow here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was snowing so much. It was literally like a blizzard. And I'm like, and I called. I was like, I'm not gonna be able to make it. He's like, I will Uber you to come. And I'm like, all right. Let me get dressed. Mm-hmm. So I get dressed. I go to this party. And at the party, I'm at the bar and I'm hanging at the bar. And this lady comes up and she starts talking to me. And she's like, What do you do? I was like, I'm a personal trainer. I'm one of the trainers for this app. And she's like, Wow, personal trainers wearing $3,000 suits. And I was like, Well, I train certain kind of clientele. But she's like, But your attitude and your swag doesn't say personal trainer. So what do you do? It's like, and I'm like, and she, like, we're good friends today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, okay. I'm a writer. And she's like, okay, now we're on to something.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like, so what do you
2: write? And I tell her, you know, I'm telling her I work. And she's like, well, I work for X, X company. And I'm like, oh.
1: This is a major media company. Yes. Okay. You,
0: you know, you are
1: blessed. I am. No, I really am. <laughs> because no, I wandering cannot. through
0: life, I'm sure. I'm Tropical sure it was. Blessing. I'm sure it was more intense. But basically, he's like, you know. So then I bopped over to this bar, and this no, woman it, said, "What do you do?" Listen, and okay, I can help you do that. I, I go to bars.
1: You. People don't ask me no, these things. It was. It
0: was.
2: It was. You know, it was a bar within. You know, it was at the party. Yeah. You know, and I was I go just to parties. too. I was just leaving there. People. You know, you just start talking to people.
0: Yeah, I know. And and I, I, to, I don't talk to those types. I have to go. We got to get out more. right now With him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and
2: so we sent over. And at that time, we had two projects. Both were animated that we were that were complete. You know, the deck was done. And we sent it over. She was like, who's who, who's picking this up? And we're like, no one. It's like, and I explained it. And she was like, none of them picked this show up. I'm like, no. She was like, interesting. She's like, I'm going to start circulating this. She's like, this is amazing. And so make a long story short, because it's really long. But um, one day... I wake up.
0: <laughs> of
2: course. I keep you My know, eyes open. Yes. No, seriously. I wake up about 1 a.m. And my TV was still on. It was a basketball game. But it was a commercial that came on. And it was, I think, I can't think of the name of the show. But it's like The Alchemist or The Alchemy something.
1: Ooh, that's a good book.
2: I don't know the book. I know the book. But i it was a right. show something like. Okay. It, but they were like, it was these people dressed in these regal, royal garb. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, I'm like, I've never seen black people dress like that for a show. And I was like, that would be interesting. Ooh. So I called my cousin and I just started pitching this show idea. And first he picked up the phone because I'm calling him at one o'clock in the morning and he's in L.A. So he thinks something's wrong. Mm. So he was like, what's going on? And I'm like, yo, I got this idea. He was like, at one in the morning. I was like, shut up, just write. I'm Inspiration. Like, <laughs> comes when it comes. That could be a T-shirt. Shut up! Just write. <laughs> Seriously, it was like, "Shut up!" Just right. Mm-hmm. And he and as I'm pitching this show, like off the top of my, he's like, "Wait a minute!" He's like, "Let me open up my laptop. This sounds crazy." So, in about a week, we like perfected this one sheet.
1: So I sent it to this lady. What's a one sheet for those not in an industry?
2: So it's like a overall
0: picture of what your show to them. I don't know if that's an industry thing. It's just like yes. a, it's just a it's, a it's it's everything you want to talk about or discuss on one sheet of paper. Pretty much.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. You could have a one sheet. I call them post-it notes. <laughs> exactly. It's eight of those. <laughs> okay. Eight post-it notes. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: So we wrote this one sheet and I sent it to this lady. And I was like, hey. You know, the one who you had, who had you'd met at the I bar? met at, I was like, at okay. the bar. Mm-hmm. So it's been like a couple months. Mm. I was like, hey, um, I just wanted to pick your brain. I was like, just tell me the truth what you think about this. And I sent it to her, and she calls me. Ten minutes later, she's like, this might be the best one she'd ever read. She's like, this is great. She's like, when did you come up with this idea? That was like a week ago. One just in the morning,
0: one. to be exact. I want to I ask a question. It's So you don't have to have a fully baked like episode or screenplay. The whole pilot shot. Just, you just need to have this one sheet of an idea. Um, well, not, when you're no, him. No,
2: no, no. I don't want to make it seem like it's that easy. No, because no. Because it's I, not. I,
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> No, to get a deal, no. Not to get a deal,
0: but <laughs> to get but people interest. To get people's interest, yeah,
2: that's it. Mm. Like okay. that's what we got. Someone's interest,
0: for, interest. Right, I understand. Once that happens, there's a little. It's a lot, a lot of more stuff. work. Yeah. oh, Break it down. So you give it to her. She's like, "This is amazing." Then what happened? So she says,
2: "Hey, um, have you? You guys don't know many people, you know." She's like, "Cause y'all new to this." She's like, "You guys should come to Sundance. Would you come?" And my cousin and I were like,
0: hell oh, yeah. Like, why not? This is not? Sundance 2020, right?
1: No,
2: this is Sundance 2019.
0: 2019, okay. Film festival
2: for yeah. those. You know, <laughs> so those This is Sundance 2019. Robert Bedford's thing. And at this time, like, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can afford it. I'm not training like that anymore. You know, I've got, you know, I still have a few clients, but not a lot. And I'm like, forget it. I'm going anyways. I don't care if it breaks me.
1: Make it work. I was like, I'm,
2: exactly. I was like, we're going to make it happen. So we get to Sundance, and she put us on a list to, you know, s- several parties, right? And at this one particular person's party, um, she said something in the middle of the party. It was a day party.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah. the whole thing's a party. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: is. so she says this She says, I'm here in this room, and she's like, she stopped the crowd. She's like, Hey, I notice everybody's talking to everybody that you know, but I see some new faces. Y'all need to talk to some of these new faces.
1: This is the woman this who is invited, invited you. you. Hmm? This no. is the woman who invited you. Who no, no, no Oh, a right?
2: the host. This is the host of the party. Like Ooh, she has a. That's, she that's has a, worst name. She has a Sundance party Ooh. every year. It's like a, so. This was like her third annual <laughs> at the time, like the third oh or fourth gosh. annual Sundance party. You're and elevating so, my life goals right now. <laughs> so this is what happened. So me and my cousin were at one of the round tables, standing up, and a lady and some guy. She says, hey, I'm such and such. She's like, so what do you guys do? I was like, we're writers and content creators. She was like, oh, who invited you? We're like such and such from this company. She's like, oh, I work for the parent company. She's like, great to meet you. I was like, great to meet you too. Nothing. We're not trying to prolong anything. That was it.
1: You didn't pass cards? Nope. Get their gram?
2: Nope. Nothing. none, None of that. So, you know, we meet people, exchange info, met a couple of celebrities, some that literally live in the same apartment building as my cousin. And, my, and they're like, oh, so now we're friends with these people. So the very next day at the big party, you know, this big company's party, I see the same lady. Hmm. So I walk up to her and she's like, JR. And I'm like, yes. And she's like, give me one second. want to ask you something. I was like, okay, she'll like, let me finish this conversation. Cool. So I'll go, and my cousin and I were standing there, and she comes, stands between us, and she says, tell me your show. Ooh. So we're telling her about the show that I sent to the first person. Right. That was like, this is amazing. The one sheet. The one sheet. And so at this time, my cousin, we, my cousin and I, we probably had about five or six shows that we were like just writing and, right. you know, just drilling. And we tell her about the show. And you can tell she was interested, but it didn't resonate. But she didn't stop. She said, as an Afro-Latina. And when she said that, I looked at my cousin. You had another idea? Something we had already wrote, which was like our fifth show that we wanted to pitch whenever we had a chance. Mm -hmm. Like it was down on the list. Had you pitched it before? No. Like when I say down on the list, it the one sheet wasn't even done. So I looked at my cousin. I'm like, yo. You gave him the look. I'm, like literally, because he's you know he's half Cuban my stepfather's Cuban. I'm like, okay, now we have something in common. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, tell her about this, which takes place in El Salvador. I'm not going to go more than that. But, mm-hmm. And as we're pitching this show, her eyes light up and she mm-hmm. says, is this real? And we're like, "Yeah."
0: You know, I what's so just a um, that moment, right? So here's the thing: you are creating and you're living your craft, and you are so present in the moment to say, "You know, here's an opportunity to talk about something." Mm-hmm. I think it's an underutilized, sometimes not talked about skill of being incredibly present and so driven with your craft that you're willing to, you know, listen. You had it right there. Yeah. You are prepared. Oh, yeah. yeah. I
2: think I think that's the most important thing. And I and I tell young writers, and because I'm like, I'm not young in age, but I'm young at writing. Mm. And I'm like, that's the most important. Like, you have to be prepared. Most young writers, they only write the situation that they know. Mm. But I'm like, you have to be well read. Like, creating a character about something you're familiar with, you can take that and put that in. Any kind of arena
1: mm.
2: and build a world around that. I'm like, it doesn't have to be from your block, right. from your hood. It doesn't. No, I'm like,
0: but but you know that's where you start because yes, that's what you know. So that is a baseline. It but is. but you don't have to stay there. You don't have you to don't stay have on to your stay block. There.
2: You
1: Tony, really don't. Toni Morrison said the same thing in in her um, the documentary pieces that I am, which is wonderful. Go see it if you haven't. Um, but she said that when she was teaching her students. She would tell them, you know, I know you've been told to write what you know and all that stuff. She's like, get rid of that. Yeah. I don't want to hear about your little life. I'm not interested in any of that. I want you to imagine something because at base, you all know what it's like to feel. Yep, mm-hmm. You all know what it's like to hurt. So tell me about that, but someplace totally different. It, and that's she said they, people take off. Like that gives you wings.
2: It really does. And I can't what was so crazy... And so you got to Im- imagine the shock at the point wh- from my cousin and I, we're standing there in this party and she said, and she whips out her phone mm. and she says, give me your email, both oh. right now. And she gets, she was like, I'm going to email you guys. I got to introduce you to someone. She emailed us the next morning at eight o'clock in the morning as she was boarding a plane. Oh, she was and serious. She, and she was dead serious. And she CC'd this particular person. And that person literally emailed us, send me your one sheet.
1: That wasn't at that point that complete. Really-
0: that's all right. That's it's the okay. that's but, the thing. You and don't, so, you don't need to be you and just so, need to get it ready. I was
2: like, "Hey, we will send it." It's like, "We're in L, um we're in we we're Utah. As soon as I get back to New York, we'll send it." He's like, "Cool." And
1: how long did it take you to finish it
2: between As soon as I got back to New York, <laughs> and my cousin got to LA. You don't wait jumped, on that. We yeah. we, <laughs> like, <laughs> we knocked it out, mm-hmm. sent it to him, and he wrote back and it was the most amazing thing I ever wrote and it was so short he was like holy shit this is amazing <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> do you like, like it like well, he and he's like yeah when can you jump on a call he's like can you jump he literally when can you jump on a call he sent that then he sent, can you jump on a call now
0: yes that at that point you didn't play the I'll wait and see at that point you said I will talk to you right and, away
2: that changed everything like it was one of those things where you know when you talk about being present and I look at the the atmosphere we're in now mm-hmm. so I'm like okay we have a project that's based in Central America right you got these two black kids I'm not going to write the screen I'm not going to write the screenplay why don't I get a latina to write the screenplay mm-hmm. cuz now we're we have, now we're working like building out the character the storyline the storyboards like we're working so I'm like, our two main characters are Latina. So we got a Latina screenwriter. And so we're putting this stuff together. And so when we finally got everything we packaged it and we sent it and they were like, Yeah, we're here yep, we're gonna have our attorneys, you know, come up with the contracts and everything and send you over the deal. At when was this? This happened, we finally signed our deal this past summer.
1: Congratulations! Congratulations. Yeah, so. now, and that's a quick turnaround. Wait, because Sundance is around this January, time in January. Mm-hmm. So that, by the summer, by, by
2: that summer, when we had got everything written and like, <clears throat> like the deck, not the deck, but the they signed us off the script. Like, don't get me wrong, we didn't find a Latina screenwriter like that. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, I probably read about twenty scripts. My cousin read about twenty, and you just read something that just resonates, mm. and it just pops off the pages, and you're like, "That's the one." Mm. And this is a young twenty four year old writer,
1: yeah, wow.
2: And we, and she was like, "Yeah." And so after we sent her um, our deck, well, you know, it was it was before the what the deck actually looks like. It was just the words, mm-hmm. you know, with the characters and, you know, how we saw this proof of concept going and the script going. And she was like, okay, I think I can handle it. So wow. after a couple of phone calls, kids you these know, days,
1: listen, to go to, <laughs> I like, got yeah. it. <laughs> started asking around. Seriously.
2: She wrote this and <laughs> I remember reading, I was like, um, I think I might got one line I need to cross out. <laughs> oh my, <goodness. laughs> my cousin was like, yeah, probably the same.
1: <laughs> and did you then, how many scripts did she write before you got picked up?
2: One.
0: Okay. No, she, they were picked up. She was just- Like, yeah, yeah, she was just- Yeah,
2: we were already, we just needed to bring someone. Like, they were read, They were just waiting on this script so we can get the paperwork done. Wow. Right. Like, they literally- Amazing. So, think about us being in limbo. It was like, as soon as you get this done, mm-hmm. paperwork we'll is going to you All now. Right. All so, right. that's what it was. We sent it over, and he, the person who was running at the time, he's like, where did you find this person? It was like- we found the person. Don't worry about it. like We found the person. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, ours. Yeah, pretty right, much. Right. Like, we have a contract right. with her. Right. <laughs> right. Nice. But, um But, yeah, then we um, pitched, you know, sent over the deck. We paid Ubers of money for it to get it actually, like, this amazing thing. And, and you know, we went back to Sundance this year, and it was different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how, how
2: so, JR? Um, now I don't have to beg to get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it didn't sound like you had to beg in 19 It so so like you were like, on the VIP no, So, already. you know,
2: I told my cousin this. The difference is um, between last year and this year. Last year we were pitching mm. to get someone's attention, but now we're out there and when someone asks what you do, it's like, I have a development deal with such and such. Now they have... You got credit now. They're actually showing it what well, they do and this and that. Well, because you
0: know they someone someone has legit said you guys are good. Yeah. So when you have a development deal, they know they're you're already you're good. The next, yeah. Ryan
2: Googler, yeah. guys. And what we found that was so because I think when you ever you know when you put your like oh, and it's so funny when you put that energy out there, it does come back. It really does. We had a goal this year, so you got to think we signed a deal with no representation. We don't even have an
1: attorney. Don't talk, talk to me. So, check this out. I think, I think we need to spend more time with JR <laughs> yes, for no has different reasons. And so yes.
2: It blew people's minds. So, you
1: don't
0: have to share the cuts. <laughs> but we
2: weren't even doing it, you, That brother,
0: wasn't doing even it. our minds. He has though. representation now. from Not God. Yet. Oh, well. No, wait, wait, wait. wait there it wait, is. no <laughs> way.
2: You know, it's a lot going on in the next few weeks. <laughs> okay. A lot of meetings set up. Okay. But um, we went out there last year. It was like, Yo, let's go out there let's try to get a deal. Like, let's get someone attention. We did it. This year was like, we need a dope-ass attorney. Let's get picked up by one of I know
0: of these. a dope-ass attorney.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let us <laughs> tell the story. So He's in demand now. So we were like, we need a dope attorney. Let's try to get one of these agents. And so the day before we left, <laughs> we at this party and we see... One of the guys, I'm not going to mention his name, in his major company, and I'm like, my cousin's like, there's such and such, and I'm like, he's like, Are you going to go talk to him? And my cousin, as he turned around, I had already walked off. Of course, being me, mm-hmm. and I introduced myself, and my cousin, <laughs> and my, you see my cousin like, <laughs> <laughs> come on. So I'm talking to him, and he's asking me, you know, he's like, and I'm like, hey, sorry to bother you. Fan of all the things you do and all the things you've done. Um, this is, my name is JR, he's my writing partner, blah, 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 and I'm like, you know, we were rep by X company, he's like, I mean, you know, we have a deal with X company, he's like, oh, that's, what's up, what's your project, so we're telling our project, he's like, that sounds crazy, he's like, who rep you, we're like, no one, he's like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. He's like, wait, you signed a deal with X company with no rep, we're like, no, he's like, we just started a, um, a management side. <laughs> so he's like, yo, call. He's like, email this person on Monday. He's like, trust me. And later on that night, we see him again. And he's talking to this lady, but the way that you can tell she was on his level or higher. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how's that possible? Like, this is. He's at the top. And he's like, yes, ma'am. Da da da. And my cousin was like, we should talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> so we started talking to her and <laughs> she reps all these people you know she's big time attorney yeah. matter mm. of fact the company we signed with she reps a lot of their hire-ups right. and so she's the same thing she's like wait how good is this project and she's like here's my card and so oh. i tell her and i'm like and since I know she's a powerful attorney, I was like, "Hey, do you know my mentor?" She's like, "Who your mentor?" And I mentioned my mentor. She's like, "That's your mentor." I'm like, "Yeah, that's like my godmother." She's like, "Oh, this is so serendipitous." And she's like, "Yeah, let's definitely talk." Right.
0: This entire your entire life is serendipitous. I mean, sir. I mean, I need to rub your foot <laughs> or something to get some of this juju <laughs> because it's amazing. You know. I think uh, we're coming to the end I, here, this is but crazy. I, I do. There's <sighs> one question here mm-hmm. that I think sh- we should definitely hit, and that's mm-hmm. um, which I may you we may you may have answered this, but this this is an amazing journey. What do you think? What do you credit this journey to? What do you think? There's what's the fundamental that gives you um, all this serendipitous?
2: Um, I kid you not. There's parts of this journey where you do. Because I make it sound like it's all glitz and glamour and bubbles. No. It was times where I was literally in the shower, sitting in the shower, crying, Mm -hmm. trying to figure this out, broke, like no money. Mm. Like, I can't even pay my bills. Like, I haven't paid rent in three months. Like, they're literally kicking me out on Saturday.
0: Mm.
2: Next thing you know, I get a check. It's like, wait, how did that just happen? And... I tell people this thing when you hear these celebrities saying they had $200 and they just packed their car up to move to LA to, to do a dream. How many people would actually do that? Not many. No. And I always say, and I and my my dad said this. He's like, "Hey, when someone else quit, you just jumped the, you just jumped ahead of them. Keep going." And so that's my thing. My thing is Hey, I'm gonna ride this thing out. You know, I like, I have nothing to lose. We've heard this theme before:
0: perseverance, seriously, the courage.
2: It's, like it's, it's, it's. I'm like, it's scary as hell. Like, there's times I'm like, because then you get that it's weird. It's like, is this supposed to happen this easy? Mm. And it's like, maybe I'm not that gifted. Maybe I'm not that talented. Because it shouldn't happen this easy. What, what happens when? This happens. How am I going to be able to, you know, control it? And and then you start getting that doubt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, forget all that. I got this. Just do it. <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah, it's, I just know it's it's supposed to happen. And there's nothing that will stop me from, you know, that's going to stop this from happening. Nothing. I refuse to allow it to.
1: Ooh, I just got the job. Can we have you back when it's time to launch your series.
2: Course. My cousin will be here in two weeks. We got yes. to you have to
1: talk to his attorney. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh
2: yeah. Listen. <laughs> we haven't signed yet.
1: <laughs> Listen. Congratulations. Thank you. Your story is inspired. It is. And you are inspiring. Well, thank you. And you I, deserve it. Uh, you deserve all, it. all of it. All of it. Gotta hear first at the it <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Join us again, and where where can people follow and learn about you? Um, I'm on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, what my, are you, your handles? Yeah, my Instagram
2: Instagram is Jr underscore Allen at Rose White E-N-T. and my Twitter is TodayBeFit.
0: Right. Fantastic. We're yeah. working. I'm sure week. you're going to hear more from Jr Allen in the future.
1: Thank you, Jr. No problem. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. This was fun.
0: It was great. It Mm. was great. We'll catch you guys next time. You can follow us on Instagram. Oh, at uh, the underscore Bali underscore effect. That's right. Follow us. We'll see you next time. Or we'll talk to you next time. I see them in my mind. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
1: Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And, of course, follow us on Instagram, the underscore Bali underscore effect. And we'll see you there. Thank you. Bye. Check us out.